BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. It's Linz and I'm doing a bit of a solo in the beginning of this episode and then we're gonna be listening to the amazing cuties from Yummer Time. And so I will start us off, but first I just wanna remind you we have two live shows coming up one in Philly on September 3rd. So if you're in Philly, you're going to school in Philly or you have friends there, let them know. We have an amazing lineup. My hilarious friend, Matt Kahn. We've got Melissa Alam. We've got Will Toms and we've got Leah Kaufman. So it's going to be amazing. And I'm so excited. And then Boston is actually my college roommate and also a hilarious comedian and two really cute guys. So Boston is September 23rd and you can find both of those shows on wemetatacme.com slash tour. So check it out. So I asked you guys for input on what I should be talking about for the next solo podcast. And I have about five different things. So I'm going to just get right into it because we, you know, we don't want to make this episode too long. The first was having feelings for someone else while in a relationship. So that's not uncommon, I will say. Like, you know, we're human and we make connections all the time with other people. And I don't think that having feelings for someone else necessarily while you're in a relationship means that you're not in a good relationship. I think it's totally normal, you know, as long as you don't act on those feelings unless you're in, you know, an open relationship, then you're fine. I mean, you have feelings that doesn't necessarily, again, mean that you're not with the right person. It's, if you do want to explore those feelings, then you might want to have a conversation with your partner about it. But if it's just feelings that pass, that's really normal. I mean, like people who go into an office, they end up developing close feelings for their coworkers. And that's, that's very normal. You're spending like all day, every day with these people. Or, you know, if you go on a trip and you have like a flirty thing with someone, you never know what's going to happen. But as long as you don't act on it and you're respectful to your partner, that's really all that matters. Um, Friends who don't listen to your advice and make bad decisions. Those are the worst. I have a friend who came to me and told me, like basically dumped all of this information on, onto me about her, her and her boyfriend's relationship. And it sounded really bad. Like I was like, holy shit, it sounds like you need to end it, you know? And then they went back 
with the guy and there's nothing you can do. Like all you can do is just let them make their own decisions, whether or not you think they're good. Like that's not really your choice. And, you know, you just, you're there for them because that's what a real friend is. You don't turn their back, your back on them just because they made a bad decision. You know, you just do the best you can as their friend being a sounding board, telling them your truthful opinion and you have to support them no matter what, you know, because I'm sure at one point you will be that friend if you haven't already been. So we did a poll question this week, or it was it, it might have been last week. I asked if if anyone's ex ever dated their partner's ex. And I was like, this happened to me. And everyone's like, you need to tell the story. So I will. Basically, there was, I was dating this guy in college and we were dating my sophomore year. We dated for about a year. And then when I got back to school, I was like, you know what? This is not for me anymore. Like I don't, I just wasn't into the, into the person anymore. And I was ready to move on from the relationship. And so I broke up with them and they were really upset about it and kind of like a bit of like a, you know, an intense person. And so they would like knock on my door every day and like really tried to put a whole campaign to get me back, but I wasn't interested. And I started like a few weeks later, cause you know, in college you move pretty quickly. You're with people all the time. I started to have feelings for someone else and I started to date someone like only a few weeks after this relationship. And my ex was really upset and really spiteful. He was a Gemini, if you're curious. And he, you know, he definitely wanted to do things to get my attention other than texting me mean things about the guy that I was newly dating. He then decided to pursue that guy's ex and date her. And it was pretty insane. I remember when I found out just like laughing, like there's just no way, you know? And I mean, it was it was the weirdest thing ever. I'm surprised that that girl was like totally going along with it as if she didn't know that it was like, I, I don't know, maybe to make me jealous, maybe, I don't know what the reasoning was, but it was definitely an attention thing. And, um, it was not cute at all. And it was crazy. And I actually think that they, no, they didn't outlast us. They, they were never like official, but they were hooking up and, and it was really weird. We all lived on the same floor too, like in this apartment complex, just really, really weird. So that was an, that was an odd thing that I went through. So yeah, just don't date someone else's ex to make them jealous. It's just fucking weird. We talked a lot about extroverts dating introverts and and you guys wanted me to expand on that. You know, I I think for the most part I'm an extrovert. Sometimes I'm an ambivert. Like I, you know, go back and forth a lot. But for the most part, I'm an extrovert. I'm not afraid to speak up in a group setting and like make my voice heard. I don't get quiet really unless I'm with like a bunch of assholes. But for the most part, I'm an extrovert. 
And I think that dating an introvert is totally fine. It's funny. I kind of think as an extrovert, it's a little scary to date another extrovert. Like, I don't know if I'd want to date myself too much. I think there are two kinds of people, the people that date themselves, like people similar to them. And then, you know, the people who want to date people that are different from them. And from my experience, I think my heart has been in the best hands with someone who's different than me. And that doesn't mean that I don't trust myself and someone who thinks like me and whatnot. I just don't think it's necessary to, you know, it's like a lot of the time, someone told me this once about there's like a waterer and a grower or something. And like a relationship's like a garden and one person has to water and the other person has to grow. And I think the best case scenario is that it goes back and forth. But I don't think that, you know, two people can grow necessarily at the same time or two people can be watering at the same time. And maybe, you know, for some people that works. But I think I'm happy to date an introvert. If I can make them a little more extroverted, great. If they can make me a little more introverted, great. I think, you know, for me being too similar can get boring after a while. Someone asked me to answer the 36 questions that lead to love, which if you don't know what that is, you can Google it. It's a New York Times article from 2015. All right. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? I've said Howard Stern in the past because I just want like to, I want all of his knowledge about, you know, like radio shows, podcasting, things like that. I also know he's made a lot of mistakes and He's open about that. So I would want to pick his brain on like what he would have done differently in those mistakes. Question two is, would you like to be famous in what way? I would only like to be famous if it was in a way that I was helping people and not like trying to promote myself, like less about a brand and more about like oh, this is someone who really tries to, you know, be the big sister when it comes to dating and is really there for people and like is always there to answer their questions and give advice. So in that way, I would, I guess, like to be famous. Before making a phone call, do you rehearse what you're going to say? No, I don't really. I just kind of wing it. What would constitute a perfect day for you? That's a great question. I mean, I'm I'm loving like the beach right now. So maybe, you know, being by the water, I think there's something really calming about being by the water, especially considering I am, I have no water in my Zodiac chart. So when I'm by the water, I feel really balanced. So maybe like going to the beach and then um, eating like a casual dinner, like chicken fingers and maybe dancing, good music. That makes me happy. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? I was at a wedding this past weekend in Aspen and I was singing all night. They were playing Robin and like the best songs. This one song, Call Your Girlfriend, that I'm obsessed with. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I would want the mind of a 30-year-old for sure. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Ooh, that's dark. I get really like sad when I think about death. I don't know. I have no idea how I'll die, but 
I I hope it's in a nice, peaceful way and fast, maybe in my sleep. That would be nice. Name three things you and your partner have in common. That's good. We both love Love Island. Does that count? Um, we both are a little weird, like think outside the box weird. And we both love to travel to new places. Like if we have a destination wedding, it's okay because we look at it as like we're just seeing a new place and that's really nice, you know. Um, and we both have a lot of friends. Oh, this is more than three. Okay. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? For my family, for sure. I feel very lucky. I have such a wonderful, supportive, incredible family, including, you know, those that are no longer with us. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Mm. I guess I would want to know more about like money and how to handle that kind of stuff and like credit and things like that. I don't know if this has to is if this is about my parents as much as it's about like education, but you don't really learn that stuff, which is crazy. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Ooh, I would to speak every language, obviously. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Hmm, that's good. I guess when am I going to start a family? So that I can like, you know, work on me if it's not soon. I don't know. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Yeah, I've dreamed of, oh, that's good. I don't know. I guess like obviously everyone has dreams that they haven't done. Like it'd be cool if I was a singer, but I don't think my voice is on that level by any means. We'll get back to that one. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Is it cheesy if I say becoming an aunt because he's the cutest thing in the world? What do you value most in a friendship? Honesty and loyalty and humor, most importantly, like lightheartedness. And like my friends who aren't sensitive because I'm pretty direct. What is your most treasured memory? Ooh, that's so that's so good. Um, I guess family trips growing up. There was one time where we were redoing my kitchen in the city and we got to stay at a hotel. And I remember just like jumping around the hotel with my sister on the bed, like in a bed all together, my parents and my sister and just being cute and like getting to order room service, which was amazing. And just like all the memories of my aunt who, who passed, she's, she was so incredibly wonderful. And we used to make fun of everyone in my family at family events. What is your most terrible memory? Mm, I was at a, I mean, I guess it's not terrible, but it's kind of freaky. I was at a music festival and we had all taken ecstasy and mine like didn't hit me until the concert ended and we were all leaving and it was like zombies exiting in Chicago. My first time in Chicago at Lollapalooza. 2009 and I was like rolling by myself essentially and then I lost my phone which had like everything in it one of those cases that had like my wallet my ID it was like my dad's credit card it was it was bad it was bad but I found it but it was really scary if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly would you change anything about the way you are now living no I wouldn't 
I wouldn't. I feel like I'm, you know, being my healthiest self right now. Oh, I guess I'd be more unhealthy if I was going to die in a year. Yeah, for sure. I would eat a lot more. I mean, why not? What does friendship mean to you? It's everything. It's so important. I feel like your friends are your soulmates and your partners are your partners. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Uh, Big roles. Love is so important. Like, I feel like I'm so lucky to have so much love in my life, whether it's friends, family, my partner. Um, How close and warm is your family? Very close, very warm, very like Jewish and intense and in your face. And do you feel your childhood was happier than other, most other people's? I feel like that's not a nice question. I had a really happy childhood. Do I feel like it was happier than most other people's? Not really. I was super insecure for so long and like scared to talk until I was older. But then, you know, I spoke. (laughs) How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I mean, I love her to death. I feel like I'm so like, I'm very much like her. I used to think I was more like my dad, but I'm definitely either half and half or like even more my mom. She's so funny. She doesn't take shit from anyone. She's like the realest person in the world. And she's so sweet and always, always there for me. And she's at like every show we've ever had. Share an embarrassing moment in your life. Ooh, there's so many. And I feel like we're running out of time. I would say, oh, I texted someone. We were at a a club in school when I was at BU. And I texted someone something like, let's leave. Like, let's get out of here right now. And they were like, who is this? (laughs) Um, And then I had to tell them. And they were like, oh, like, no. <laughs> so that was embarrassing. When did you last cry in front of another person? Unfortunately, I had to go to two funerals recently. So I cried in front of everyone at those funerals. When did I last cry by myself? Um, hmm, I don't know. I don't really cry by myself unless I'm watching a sad movie or a really listening to a really sad song. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Probably rape. Like, that's really fucked up. Your house catches fire. You have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Hmm, that's really good. God, I don't know. I need to think about this stuff more. I would probably save, I would definitely save something that, you know, can't, isn't, if I didn't save this thing, it would be gone forever. So maybe like a nice letter from someone I love. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? Any of theirs. God, knock on wood. Um, okay, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for letting me answer these questions. I hope it wasn't too much. If you want to check out those questions, just Google 36 questions that lead to love, New York Times. And I hope you enjoyed this episode with Yummer Time. But first, I want to tell you about this amazing new comforter that I got. It's called Buffy. And you might have heard me talk about it on a previous episode because I just can't get enough. The products are made using sustainable and recycled materials, which makes them soft 
as fuck. Um, and the breeze, which is their latest comforter, is made entirely from eucalyptus fiber. So it regulates temperature, keeps you cool and comfortable, perfect for the summer. And it's going to be hot up until like October. So you're definitely going to want this. I'm, I don't have any night sweats anymore. And I used to get them bad. I don't know if that was me or like when I was drinking a lot. Who knows? But it's softer than cotton, hypoallergenic, cruelty-free. And because I love you, I am going to give you a sick deal for $20 off your Buffy comforter. So visit visit Buffy.co and enter Acme. So you just go B-U-F-F-Y dot C-O and enter Acme and um, you will get $20 off your first comforter. So check it out. If you do order it, give me a shout out. Let me know how it is. And I hope you enjoy the boys of Yummer Time. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm super excited to be here with the very attractive Brock and Chris oh, from wow. Yummer Time. Well, thank you for having us, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> thank you, Lindsay. I feel like I have two male models in my apartment. Oh my gosh, that's very sweet. Keep the compliments Were coming. you guys models before Yummer Time? I was. And then okay. also recently, you're a model now too. We just, uh, our H&M Pride campaign just launched, so... We're in Times Square today. Oh, cool. What was in Times Square? Like, uh... A huge, like a on the H and M, like you? screen. Like, oh my it's god, enormous. Yeah, that's was, sick. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, so I guess you could say that. Yeah, that's really <laughs> exciting. And how old are you guys? And where are you from? I'm 28, and mm-hmm. from San Jose, California. Same. Awesome. I'm two months younger, but still 28. Uh, from Southern California. Very cool. Yeah. So you guys are 1990. Yes. Same. 90 babies. Same. When are your birthdays? August 20th. I'm a Leo. Okay, I was gonna say you're a Leo, but you're cu- you're cusping it. Yes, you're close yeah. to Virgo. He's very close close to Virgo. I'm uh, October seventeenth, so Libra. A Libra, yeah. me too. Ooh, I love that. I knew uh, I, I knew there was wait, a reason why Leo I liked Libras you. Libras <laughs> are the best match. They are very like, good, so mm-hmm. good. They complement each other very well. Yeah, air and fire signs kind of yeah. fan the flames of the Leo, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. True. And I take good care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, how did you guys meet? Um, so actually, going back to modeling, right. I was trying to get into modeling in college, mm-hmm. and my best friend, Lisa, in college was Chris's best friend in high school, and she connected oh. us because Chris was modeling at the time. Right. And I guess it just yeah. started giving me pointers. And- yeah, she came up for a spring break one year, and she talked about how much she loved Brock and was actually kind of interested in him. Or okay. gay at the time, I guess. What or year? Didn't identi- I didn't identify as gay. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> what year in college was this? This was when we started talking sophomore year, 2010. Okay. 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spring uh-huh. break, 2010. But then we didn't meet until 2011. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that Brock came out. So it was about a year of like platonically talking. Right. And Brock. were you out at the time? I was out. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been out since I was 15. So oh, wow. It has been a long, Better. yeah, <laughs> long time. <laughs> so, what? Like, just out of curiosity, how come you didn't come out until college and how come, you know, 15 felt like Mm -hmm. an okay time? Yeah, I think it was, uh, for me, just a lot of figuring myself out and thinking Mm -hmm. that the people that were in my life wouldn't accept me and probably a lot of self-acceptance issues. And finally, I just decided one day, like, I'm here. For sure. Yeah, and... 
Yeah. I had, yeah. 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 <laughs> it just felt right. Yeah. yeah, of course. And what about you? I think for me, I just, I always had an inkling that I was a little different in terms of heteronormativity that didn't really, you know, attach myself to wanting to date mm-hmm. women. And so I think I just like hit a breaking point in my sophomore year of like, knowing that something was different and the process of me coming out was more I'm different and then kind of having everyone their reactions were not all positive not all positive and so I kind of like became more steadfast I'm like I actually am gay like it was like more like I like guys and then once there was a kind of a backlash from my friends I was more like okay I actually am gay I'm here you're you're done. Okay. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> Wait, and where? Remind me where you're from. I'm from Simi Valley, California. Okay, yeah. California and Brock. San Jose, California. Okay, so, so California. both California boys. Yes, got it. Does that have anything to do with your tans? No. Uh, we were just in Fire Island for the weekend. Amazing. So that probably mostly has to do with our mm-hmm. tans. But we've been tan for the whole year so far, so maybe a little for bit. My yeah. whole life. I feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? It'll be eight years in August. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. That is a long fucking time. <laughs> Almost a decade in the yeah, making. Yeah, it's crazy. How do you make it work? Like, what are your secrets to a long-lasting relationship? Gosh. What are the That's secrets? a phenomenal question. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a constant work in progress, but definitely I think a big one for me is learning when to not be right. <laughs> mm. Oh, I love that. That's a really good point. I'm like, yay, Brock. I actually, I heard a quote once that was like, would you rather be right or happy or something like that? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I, I do. I think for a long time I wanted to be right. But at the end of the day, that doesn't always lead to happiness. And yeah. sometimes it's okay to pick your battles or give up or maybe not give up, but... um let you win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's actually a really good point. I think it's just a matter of like knowing that like at certain points we're two different people. And even if our communication is amazing at certain points, it takes a concerted effort to make sure that everyone is being heard. And I think that sometimes, at least for me, it's easy for me to want to vocalize my feelings and it's a little more difficult for me to want to listen to other people's feelings. And so I think like knowing that is like helpful where I'm like, okay, I actually should just shut up and like listen to what Brock's saying, even if it like is not necessarily exactly how I see the world. Also, don't be hangry. That is like a big one. That's a huge one. Always... uh, or like have a ask yourself if you're hungry I'm when like, you're yeah, starting a fight. Totally, yeah. Because yeah. totally. like sometimes you don't realize till you eat. I mean, sometimes even yeah. just the first bite of f- food will just do wonders. I'm like, I didn't even know me. Right. I don't know who that person was. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know. So I want to get into food with you guys okay, because yeah. obviously yummer time. But yes. before we get into that, so I just actually came from therapy. Okay. And I'm in a relationship for a year and a few months now. Okay. And I realized, or maybe this is just for me, like, I wonder what you think. Like, everyone says, oh, my God, like, the first year, it's like a honeymoon Mm, phase, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, I feel like having passed the first year, now I get to, like, relax and enjoy it. And more so the first year is figuring out, like, not what, like, buttons to push and not to push and, like, how to have a normal, uh-huh. stable relationship. I, I believe that. So I feel like this this like whole st- like stereotype of like honeymoon first year is bullshit. Right. I, I mean, first months, like, yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like also you don't want all the good moments to happen in the first year, right? Right. You want to, I mean, our probably our first like big fight was in our first year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it has to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. And then once you have that out of the way, I feel like um, you have the second and the third, and then it, you learn how to deal with one another, or maybe deal's not the right word, but handle one another and Yeah, you communicate. just learn how to communicate, right? It's like learning how to lay all of yourself on the table and you know, also expect them to do the same, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's like learning how you do that. I think it takes right. a process. Like that is the year. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't know if I agree with the honeymoon aspect, even though I do know that we were very like, we were like lovebirds within our first year. Mm -hmm. For sure. We were also like 20 years old and hadn't been ruined true. by the world yet. So. True. <laughs> true. So do you guys share, you share an Instagram, yes, right? We do. But do you have your own personals also? We do, but they're not active. Yeah, really. we we have okay. them. They're there. They're public. So, too, like, but. what if? Because I always wonder, like, you know, like sometimes I get a DM or two that's like saying, like, let's go out, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do, how do people? It, has anyone tried to like hit on one of you or both of you, like via DM? Like, how does that work if it's both of your accounts? Yeah, I mean, strangely, I feel like for the most part, people are very respective. Mm -hmm. or, Respectful. Respectful um, <laughs> of us being in a relationship, which was not something that I expected because people and DMs will do whatever they want. Right. But I don't know. We, we don't really get singled out so much in DMs, maybe more in like comments on photos. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely happens. I don't think anyone's... Yeah, I would say that people are pretty respectful. We get the occasional dick pic here and there, but it's never yeah. really like the most forward. I think mm -hmm. knowing that we are in a committed Right. Uh, relationship together and it's like so public facing right so maybe that's the reason why but yeah i don't know mm -hmm. it'd be more fun if we had more stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> well on that same note like do either of you because you're like very out there people you know you meet so many people you're always doing so much so many great things like is there any jealousy that comes up in the relationship like is one of you more jealous than the other are neither of you because, like, you're just so, like, okay with how both things are? definitely have moments of oh, jealousy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's like, healthy. It, it is. It is until it becomes unhealthy. You yeah. Know? So I think, like, we've learned to, like, manage our jealousy at times. Mm -hmm. um, and we could be jealous for the most random things. It could be just, like, a comment on the way that the photo was edited and right. Brock did all the editing. And I'm like, you know what? Like, what about like all the, like my captions? What about, right, you know, like, right. what about your captions? Uh -huh. read captions? Well, who comes up with the captions? Um, Chris usually, but um, when they're like a really good caption, oh, shit. I, it's uh, probably me. Wait, my friend, my friend the other day tagged me in a meme that was like, we need a support group for, for like the one friend that comes up with all the captions for oh, their yeah. other friends. Cause totally. like, it's hard. It is. Well, it's actually, a your lot sister of work. always, like messages me when she needs a caption. That but usually true. that's when you're yeah. not responding to it. And though. I'm just lazy. So yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want to write your caption. <laughs> so you guys are close with each other's families, I'm assuming. Very close, yeah. yeah. Have you thought about, and I don't know, maybe you are married. Have not you? Been, okay, yeah. okay. You're engaged. You're engaged. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank, thank you. <laughs> so who asked? When did it happen? We, well, technically, I asked first. Okay. But then Brock asked about six months later. So I asked last January... On the seven-year anniversary of us, or seven, 
seven and a half year anniversary six of us meeting. Wait, so how six does it work that you both asked at different times? Because didn't he say yes the first time? Yeah, so I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was signed, sealed, and delivered when I like proposed to him. Right. And I got down on one knee, surprised him, and then for our seven year anniversary last year, Brock surprised me on a trip, and I thought it was just like a big like date a, kind a of trip yeah. For our seven year um, anniversary, and then surprised Chris at, with his mom and sister at Disneyland, and then. I guess, like, what would the word be, like, re-proposed or proposed? Right. It's like, things aren't moving fast enough. We need to get wedding planning. So right. here's, uh, here's another proposal. Let's do this. <laughs> That's so funny. We, so I just had a couple on my podcast. So the podcast is called We Met at Acme, and they yes. met at Acme. Oh, really? And, and the woman proposed to her boyfriend on the podcast. Uh. <gasps> it was really cute. And he said yes, and, like, everyone was crying. But she was giving us the backstory, and she was like, we had like done some pre-proposals and I was like what is a pre-proposal and apparently like similar to like Chris you proposing mm-hmm. like but then Brock you Brock, doing it again yeah. they did they they like did the switch off as well oh that's cute so yeah. maybe I this is that. like a thing yeah I, mean, I like it I mean I think it gives everyone a chance to you know dedicate a moment to the other person right right it's like I'm showing up for you now it's like, like this also is, I wanted to show up yeah. I think and then you don't like you, I missed out on like the looking for a ring thing and like having those conversations right. with my mom and feeling like uh, I was getting that side of it. So it actually felt like really great to experience both proposing and being proposed to since they're so so different from one another. So are these your engagement rings that you they guys are. are wearing? Let's see. So cute. It's this. Yep. See, I don't even know what the right hand is, which is... It's on the left hand. <laughs> really cute. But and I guess so, you can make that up. You can you can change traditions, yeah. right? Like 2019. <laughs> exactly. Do you know where the wedding is going to be? Do you know anything yet? Any details you can share? Yeah. So our date is April 4th, 2020. So it's coming up and it'll be back in San Francisco kind of as a homecoming since all of our families in California. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Other than that, if those are like, we have a venue, but we don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> are you have you decided if you guys are gonna say your vows in front of people or oh, well, like behind I, closed I mean doors? I think that's like a guaranteed like yeah. we'll for sure like say our vows and have it be like Do people yeah. say them not in front of people? No, people do it secretly I now, didn't know like that. in a room. Really? Yeah. Well no not idea. all people, but some people and it makes me sad because I feel like the vows are the part where like I cry the most. Uh-huh. Right. You know, like yeah. it's like oh, yeah. when you really get to know like the couple, like yeah. you hear their like little things mm-hmm. about each other that are cute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about like having private vows because it becomes intimate in your moment. But I think there's also like you're you're standing up in front of everyone and professing your love. And I feel like that that is like, what a wedding is. Almost. Yeah, it's like so amazing in that way. And well, I mean, we've been I together that for moment. eight years now, so it feels like, I guess, probably like we are married. Like our life has been intertwined with one another for, I mm-hmm. mean, we moved in together like three months in. Mm-hmm. So really, I think our wedding is like this great celebration where we're surrounding ourselves with friends and family and we want them to like, I don't know, hear all these things that we think about one another. I want them to hear our feelings. <laughs> That's really cute. I love it. So tell me about Yummer Time. Like, how did you think of it? What is it exactly? Mm-hmm. Oh, you go. I'll take, I'll take this one. Yeah. <laughs> so Yummer Time started as a blog almost five years ago now. But we actually picked up the domain like a year before that. And we weren't really sure what we were going to do. We weren't feeling creative at our day jobs at the time. And just started photographing one another before work. And 
I think that's how Yummer Time kind of started. Yeah, I mean, it was really just like a creative passion project, just something for us to do on a daily basis together. Mm-hmm. You know, we came up with the word Yummer Time because we love the word summertime. And we'd throw around this like made up word together that just like kind of signified Yama was the word and it just signified anything that was good to us or delicious or beautiful or amazing. And you're like, just Yama, that's Yama. And so it became Yama time and it became Yummer time. So here we are. Yeah, Yeah, we'd literally just take photos of ourselves the day, like the day of before work of Mm -hmm. what we were wearing. That was like the easiest thing for us to do. Right. And we're like, oh, here's our like plain outfits, but like put it up on a blog. And yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what's the food connotation? Yeah. So it actually, we, there's no food connotation. Well, there is. We love food. Now there is. Okay. We avoided it at the, at the beginning because we didn't want to get stuck into just one vertical right of course like as it's evolved into a much more lifestyle food is like probably one of the like three pillars i mean we're always eating all the things all the time always talking about food i think i you know it's always been central to our life as it is for everyone else you Mm -hmm. need you need food to live (laughs) it's true but we like you know love our mcdonald's love our burger king as much as we love like a you know a five course like five-star meal, you know? And so I think that that has come yeah. to play, but it's definitely not the large focus of everything that we're doing. Yeah. So what are you, what's your McDonald's order? Oh. Okay, well, today's was a Big Mac and fries <laughs> and then nuggets. Oh, we always you're share making nuggets. me so hungry. I haven't yeah. eaten lunch We yet. always share a, either, I mean, a today was piece? a 10-piece, but uh-huh. it could have been a 20. Right. 20 piece, yeah. <laughs> so. And what do you say to all the haters for, of McDonald's? Like... Um, I mean, there's haters everywhere, so just ignore yeah. them. I don't Do know. Hate oh my god, are you uh, kidding? Gosh, there's I try like not to pay attention to them. Yeah, no, me too. But I'm obsessed with chicken nuggets, They're and so good. people used to send me videos of like the McDonald's chicken nuggets like being made, oh, and yeah. I'd be yeah. like, "This isn't true." Like, <laughs> You're like no, I, I don't. I didn't see it. Just yeah. block it out of your memory. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. Maybe the haters need to go back to McDonald's and check exactly, it out for themselves. Exactly. I tried to. So I was on the way back from the Hamptons this past weekend with some of my friends and we tried to stop at a McDonald's to get McFlurries. Mm-hmm. And it was like my idea and like I wasn't driving. So I was really grateful to my friend who was driving and we get online of the drive through and, and there's like five cars ahead of us. And so we're online and I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just run in because sometimes when you run in, it's faster. But then totally. a car came right behind us and we were like locked in. So we were fucked. Then we waited like 25 minutes. Everyone wow. was getting really restless and annoyed. Uh-huh. And we go to the to the place to order, and we're like, "Hey, can we have like four McFlurries?" And they're like, "Sorry, the machine is broken." Oh no! What a disappointment! How magic is that? <laughs> that is that is. And tragedy. I felt so bad. And then my friend's boyfriend like started spiraling, and oh he was like, "I don't know what to do. Like, let's like get the cars out of the way in front of us so we can get out of here because we're like, stuck just, in the oh, drive-through." No. Like, and there's no McFlurries anymore. And there's no McFlurries, so we're just like no stuck. Point. You know, they really have like, like a barrier journey. on the outside. Oh. It was it was a disaster. Oh, gosh, but I can't even imagine. I know, but I feel like whenever I go to McDonald's in the city, the machine isn't broken. That's so. true. They they have it prioritized. Yeah, gosh, I haven't had a exactly. McFlurry in forever. It's so good, so especially good. when you get Oreo and M M&M and M and like. I've never mix, even thought about mixing them. Like, yeah, mix the two. They'll Oreo is my favorite, though. That is yeah, so it's good. So, I like it's so the Reese's good. one, but that's like a rare one. That's rare. Yeah. No one gets that yeah, usually. So good. Yeah, but I've heard good things. Yeah, I love peanut yeah, butter. It's, so. it's really good. <laughs> oh, you guys are making me too hungry. So you guys have like a 
a brand that's out in in the open like do you ever get as we mentioned before haters or like hate you know p- mean comments things like that mm-hmm. or is it mostly supportive stuff I would say it's mostly supportive but there's definitely a trickle here and there of people who might feel a certain way a certain I think way. yeah I think sometimes especially within the like queer community like ultimate representation they want so much everyone wants like true visibility across the board right and I think it's really easy to write off some people like sometimes us because we might be normalizing something where they feel like you know the culture could be way more like expansive but it's like we're just showing you our own point of view which is our life our world and that fits into the whole entire community we're just a little puzzle piece and a larger puzzle and I think that sometimes people can see it that way is they mm-hmm. focus too much on us being one puzzle piece as opposed to an entire puzzle. Right. I don't know. Like now I'm just talking about puzzles, but like <laughs> I think it's easy sometimes to to write us off for maybe just being one representation, but we can only truly represent ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Of and course. I think also like we are genuinely like happy all like all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. And we're super honest and raw with like some of our videos, but you know, a lot of the content that we push out there is a lot more positive and op- you know, optimistic because that's right. the way that we see the world. And I think that that can sometimes rub people the wrong way yeah, when they're course. not in that mindset. Yeah. Like maybe one note, but some people are constantly talking about all the negative things going on in the world. Right. And I think that we're hoping to provide some sort of like beacon of light or balance to that equation. Right. Well, actually, speaking of good news, did you hear about Maine? They just banned conversion. They banned conversion yeah. therapy? Yes. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Which is really good. That is, that so is incredible. So, I mean, but it should have already been banned. Right. But it's like it should be nationwide, it's, it's but good. you know it. We'll no, but I agree with you. Out. Like, I think maybe it's like a Libra Leo thing or just like, you know, the way that we look at life, but like, I'm super positive too. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people will say like, you know, why are you not talking about all the horrible things going on in the world? And it's like, because that's, there's, everyone else is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, and yeah. also like, I want to add happiness right. to the world. Like, yeah. I don't want to point out all the horrible things. It's not like we don't know that they're happening. Right. It's like, you're not, you're not dumb. You're not also just like right. aloof to the world. You know that right. things happen. Yeah. We totally see everything. And For sure. And we try to be as involved as we can be. But yeah, it is nice that we're able to spread positivity and just like provide like that outlook on the world. I right. also just think in general, like our perspective on like representation of just like gays within the world if like if we're already not represented that much like if the small window that we have like I want it to be bright I want it to be positive because I want people to see that and you know to be happy because that's all that's what we have right now you Mm -hmm. know it's getting bigger and it gets more complex and there's definitely more complex narratives throughout it all but if we're given just a shimmer like it's going to be little glitter. bright and right. glittery and fun. For you know? sure. So Chris, you mentioned that you came out when you were 15, which yeah. is so incredible um, because, you know, we're 28. And I know when we were 15, mm-hmm. there was still like, you know, some kind of stigma about mm-hmm. it. So I wonder if anyone like reaches reached out to you or reaches out to you when like they're considering their own, you know, coming mm-hmm. out for like advice and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it actually like this happens on a daily basis. For both of us, especially because mm-hmm. we have our coming out stories out there on YouTube. And we've also been just very vocal about just our entire process. And I think, 
you know, it happens a lot where you, we get DMs of like, you know, people saying either that they're, they feel so supported just by watching us or right. they also, you know, have questions about what like what to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the times the people that do talk and DM us are young. They're very young. Right. And so if it's like I, I know I can I can relate, but I also, you know, so different back then. Like yeah. the social media now is like totally. way Everywhere, more yeah. expansive. I just had MySpace, you right. know, and that was... <laughs> truly my platform for, for sure. like sharing myself. But do you do you think it was easier then or it's easier now? I don't or think neither. I think it's like I think it's neither. I feel yeah. like it's like totally different issues now. I right. maybe like for me what happened was my family was super accepting mm-hmm. and very very loving, but my immediate friend group was extremely vicious to me Oof. and took it upon themselves to over the course of a year and just really kind of take me down in certain public ways. And that was really hard. And I think maybe today it's a little bit more common for peers at that level to be more understanding because they're seeing more gay people in their yeah. lives and they're maybe more, it's not as, yeah, but so you, you still hear stories horror stories still. So. like absurd amount of bullying that I right. cannot even believe is like happening today. And we're so lucky that, you know, our families were supportive and, Friend, my friends were all supportive, and mm-hmm. um, even though you were you were bullied, you had. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly like a safe space. I was bullied like in person a, a lot. I can't even That's imagine insane. if I was By being guys bullied. Or girls also, or both? Uh, both. Um, yeah. I think I would. It would be different though today if I was being bullied in person and on social media. Right. I just think that. That actually, it might be harder today for some right. people because of that. You know, it's yeah. way more pervasive. You don't really get escapes from it if, totally. if you are being targeted. So exposed to so many things that might not be directly targeted to you that just right. make you feel awful as a person, which mm-hmm. is just, uh, I mean, social media is like such a great thing, but also so, so terrible in so many right. ways. It also, I feel like, has a lot to do with where you grow up because yeah. there are some areas where it's still like, like scary yeah. to be yourself. Yeah, I mean, we've actually met some friends recently who just had no, um, there's no LGBT like safe space for them where they grew up and mm-hmm. didn't come out until like a little bit later or just had no idea that um, there are accepting places where you can just live like everyone else as a gay man or woman or anything else, you know? Right. Um, I don't know, it's, it's shocking because we... We at least were exposed somewhat to yeah. I mean, LGBT. Community. You maybe a little bit more. I feel like I wasn't as much. Even like, even though I had a gay uncle, I never knew he was gay until I was in college. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, shocking because yeah. he was hiding it, or because no, I just don't think I like, think about it. Maybe it, in some ways it was hiding, but I don't think like I just think in general he's not very vocal about it. You didn't introduce yourself as a straight woman, you know. Right, so maybe exactly. it could also be that just like yeah. it's not something that, that I mean, it's not well, hidden. Yeah. It's just there, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What differences do you see in like the gay culture in New York compared to California? What a good question. That is such a good question. I think one major thing is specifically San Francisco is a very like couple city and yeah, almost um, a little clicky mm. in the sense that it, I feel like we had difficulty making friends. And as a couple, we were mostly either together or hanging out with other couples. Mm-hmm. I think in New York, there's obviously way more gay men and way more single gay men. And it's just like this entire like vibe that's, I mean, 
It's like two blocks in San Francisco and it's like everywhere in New York. It's great. Mm -hmm. I also think that like, and not to generalize, but there's a little less chill across the gay community in New York. Mm -hmm. And in California, to me, there's like a little bit more of like a relaxed, like take your time kind of mentality. And I do feel like from the experiences that we've had here in New York so far, it's a very go, 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 even into the night. Exactly. It's like, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Like you get to one bar and suddenly everyone's like, okay, well, where where are we going next? So you you mean it's like Coke versus weed? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, (laughs) it's definitely weed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like it sounds, you know what I mean? California equals weed, New York equals Coke. Just metaphorically. 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 Yeah, exactly. I mean, not realistically. Um, So, we usually end our episodes with a quote that you guys have heard over the years or like that you really like that applies to either dating or life. So we'll get one from both of you. Oh, wow. Can we take a second? Or it could be a piece of advice. I would just say that there's no right way to do it. It's mm-hmm. whatever feels right to you as far as relationships go. I like that one a lot. I think for me, there's the myth don't go to bed angry Mm. I think it should be amended that if you're going to bed angry you're going to think about why you're angry and have a much more thoughtful response in the morning because I don't think that I think sometimes there is a expectation to rush things Mm -hmm. and not everyone communicates at the same level or at the same pace Mm -hmm. and I think where say I want to finish things and have closure immediately right it's not helpful for someone who may need more time. I need more time, yeah. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. My partner's an Aquarius. I don't know if you're like into the signs. Yeah. But he's like opposite of Leo, which means you guys have a lot of similar traits. Okay. And all I want to do is just like write the mean text like yeah. after a fight oh, or yeah. say like oh. turn around <laughs> or turn around. And I like, feel seen. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and like I just need to take a pause. Yeah. And like in therapy, she's always like, just take a pause. Like don't answer when you're angry. Like answer with love, and I'm like fuck. But but then when I do it, like it's so it's so helpful. So I totally agree with that. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Please let our listeners know where they can follow you, find you, listen to you, watch you. Yeah, we're on Instagram at Yummertime. Yeah, Yummertime everywhere. Yummertime.com. Yummertime on YouTube. We don't really tweet that often, but follow us. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank awesome. you, Lindsay. Yeah, this has been amazing. <laughs>